Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. Welcome back to PM in the AM, a comedy podcast for listeners of all ages, where my co-host, Porter McNeely, and I strive to bring you a half hour of humor where we go through the weirdest stories on happening now on the internet, things that people have sent to us, questions that need to be answered, advice that shouldn't be given, but it is anyways, and we start off every episode with the all-important question, Porter, how are you doing, man? Dude, I am doing great. It was so good to hear that intro again. We kind of batch recorded a few episodes before I went on a vacation, and then we had to take a week off due to uh, just busy circumstances. And so just to hear that intro again, uh, you know, kind of made my day. Super happy to be back, Blake. And how are you doing? I'm fantastic, man. It is good to be back. Like you said, we we were pre-recorded a few episodes, and then we missed a week, and so... It's been a while since we since we've recorded, really, and you know if there might be a little rust. Uh, full disclaimer: we usually do these in one take because we are professionals. <laughs> but uh, we had a, the wrong mic hooked up, and so we wouldn't have gotten the crispy audio. So we had to restart, which was good because I completely and absolutely botched the intro the first time. Through. <laughs> Yeah, Blake, three words in, called the podcast a broadcast, which we were then trying to debate, you know, is it a broadcast or do, do broadcasts have to be live? It might it be a broadcast. Be I think oh, it has, it has to, to be, be live. live. Yeah. I, okay. When we when we do a live recording, though, you know, we'll do a premiere one day when we're when we're big and famous. That will be a broadcast. Then that'd be sweet. become broadcasters. Because the people would actually get to see us, you know, we do this in one take. We might cut out a few gaps of, there's a, sometimes where there's a little bit more silence, and sometimes I tend to say, um, like 4,000 times, and so for the listening pleasure, I, I go ahead and cut that out, but I think if you watched it, you know, live, it would it would be a pretty good broadcast. We might have to look into that. Yeah, I mean, on YouTube, I uh, when I'm editing the videos, I don't take out any of the ums. <laughs> the only thing I take out is when we have technical difficulties. Uh, which obviously never happens because we're professional. Whenever Blake gets a phone call, but yeah, mid show, occasionally we use our phones as our cameras because the the webcams on our on our computers are garbage. And uh, so, if I get a phone call in the middle of the of the recording, it shuts down the whole thing. So I have to. Uh, we, we do edit those out. But one day, one day you'll uh, you'll see that happen. And when I get a phone call live in the middle of the broadcast, you'll be there to see it. <laughs> but you will be grateful because if you scroll all the way down on our YouTube, you will see the day when we were recording our podcast episodes on a potato and, oh, and just how bad that quality was. Yeah. So we have come a long way. And Blake, you know, speaking of coming a long way, I went a very long way to visit a certain restaurant that we got to give a little bit of follow up to uh, because we have discussed this previously on the podcast. My love for a certain Italian fast food restaurant called Fazoli's. And as I made my way across the country to Florida, we found out that there was a couple of Fazoli's restaurants in the area, and I made it a point to get there, and it lived up to the expectations, I gotta say. I really hope you had to drive like three and a half hours. It, it, you was so out of your way, but because you were kind of close, you still went for it. I, I'm really hoping this was nowhere near where you were staying. I mean... We did have to make a point of it, but I think it was only maybe 10, 15 minutes. It oh, wasn't, you know. That's next door. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was great. The thing I am concerned about, though, is their longevity because the entire time we were there, I believe 
there were maybe two or three other patrons sprinkled in right at the beginning and the end. But, you know, for the bulk of that 30 minutes where I was wolfing down pipe and hot breadsticks, we were the only ones patronizing them. And so I am a little bit worried. <laughs> I mean, it, they did make a point of reposting uh, something you shared on social media to their story as well. So uh, we got national exposure from Fazoli's. Shout out to them for that. But if they are sharing this podcast, they, yeah, they're probably not in a great position. If if you tag McDonald's, they're not reposting your story. That's that's the real reason. I never thought about it like that, but definitely a big fan. As I got the breadsticks, you know, which are very similar to Olive Garden breadsticks, you know, they're just a little bit more light and airy, a little crispy around the outside. Mm-hmm. I. My wife took a picture. There was literally steam coming off of it, so the piping hot is still true. The pasta is still good. And yeah, just had to give a quick update on on that, you know, one of the highlights of our trip. Mm. And a little bit later on in the show, we're actually going to be doing a draft today. We are going to be doing the worst places to get in a fight with your spouse. And I want to clarify that this does not have anything to do with me on our trip, but there was a couple of other places that we visited. <laughs> it was her fault. No, I was really setting myself up good for that. I didn't even, I didn't even realize that. But no, there was a couple of places where you know I thought mm, this is probably not the best place to get in a fight. And so I'm very excited to share those. Blake, uh, how are you feeling about the upcoming draft? I'm excited. I total transparency. We, I usually try to come up with a full list so that if we have 100% overlap, I'll have enough. I do not have enough. But luckily, I think I came up with some that are that are unique enough that if you, if you also have these, I got some issues because uh, I thought I was being being creative with these. So I'm excited to get into it to see the direction you went because uh, I personally have never been in a fight in any of these places, but it would be pretty bad. Yeah, I also had to. I, I want to clarify that, and I just. We'll get more into that a little bit later. We do have a few more announcements, Blake. We are trying to bring back the hoodies, and we have uh, several people on the waiting list for that. So, I mean, they look great. They feel great. It's going to be fall soon. You're going to be chilly, and they're affordable. We're not we're not gouging anybody. So if you want to rock the merch, uh, $30 uh, if you live close enough for one of us to kind of deliver it to you, or about $40 uh, after shipping. Um, so, yeah, we, we're not... We- we can't make this clear enough, guys. We we're not making profit on these things. This is yeah. totally. We just uh, if you want to support the the show, rep the podcast. Uh, say everybody can ask you, "Wow, where did you get that cool hoodie?" I mean that that's really what they're there for. It's so you can talk about how great we are to your friends. Oh, absolutely, yeah. We just want to hook you guys up, and it's it's great looking merch too. Like, yeah, people from both of our families and friend groups have uh, just told us they wear them everywhere. You know, I get a lot of pictures from people like, Hey, check me out. My PM and the AM hoodie, you know, I'm standing at the grand Canyon, you know, something cool like that. So make sure you cop yours this fall. Should we have a contest? Should we have a contest? Uh, the coolest place, a coolest picture taken with our hoodies on, like the coolest place. If you make it to the grand Canyon, if if you can get a picture of yourself on the moon, you will win. I don't think that's going to happen though. So the coolest picture you can take in the hoodie well we'll we'll come up with some sort of prize for for you yeah no we totally should do that yeah we'll come up with a prize let us know if you're interested in that and then last but not least to announce this week blake i got a video sent to me 
by a listener. Shout out to Cash Morgan for sending me this video. He actually owns the Fushigi. And so he sent me a video doing some mystical things with the anti-gravity defying ball. And so I just had to update you that it is real, that it seemed to me like it was just floating in midair. And I wanted to let you know that so you'll go out and buy one. This was him using it. Yeah. This was somebody that we know that had one that was making it look cool still. All right. I I mean... That sold me again because now I know it was a TV magic. <laughs> yeah, you you should get one. That's what I'm saying. That's that was the entire point of me bringing that up. I no, think I, you should go buy ten of them. <laughs> I, I I want one again now. I didn't know that this was. I was fully convinced that this was a 100 percent scam. But now that I know it, it's actually a ball that defies gravity. I will be buying one. Uh, I'll I'll report back. I don't even know if they still sell them. Actually, I think they were discontinued in about 2003. So. We'll uh, love to see. Going to the mean streets of eBay to pull one of those in. You're going to have to do the bidding wars or whatever they do on eBay. $450 for a Fushi. (laughs) For sure. But I had to to let you know on that one. All right, Blake, let's get into the ridiculous roundup. And this week, we found a story that fits this podcast perfectly. So the ridiculous roundup is where we scoured the internet and we find super insane news stories to share with you each week. And Blake... Let the listeners know what we got for him today. Yeah, this this is a story that when I saw, I knew we had to talk about it immediately because we are uh, we're experts in animals and sports. Obviously, that's that's the only stuff that this podcast is about. And this is a story about sports. an emotional support alligator named Wally that was denied entrance into the Philly Stadium. <laughs> I know. This story makes me mad, Blake. What, why is, is it because of the alligator that was denied entrance or the fact that a guy showed up with a five-foot alligator and thought he was just going to stroll on into a stadium full of people? Yep, part two. I despise reptiles, crocodilians, yeah, uh, snakes. I do you the whole snakes, category. Huh? I dislike that whole category. So I'm just trying to imagine, you know, you know I'm not the most affluent person. So, you know, I buy tickets to a sporting event. I want to go and be able to enjoy it. It's not like I'm going to be there for five minutes and then leave. I'm just trying to imagine me paying for some nice seats and all of a sudden there's a five-foot alligator sitting next to me trying to eat the hot dog right out of the bun that I just paid $14 for because stadiums charge insane amounts for food. And I do not want to be there next to an alligator. Do you think this guy bought a ticket for his alligator? I mean, this is a five foot alligator. Like, this isn't a little tiny, a, tiny guy. I'm imagining he bought it, a ticket for him, right? He had to buy two because that tail was not mm-hmm. going to work. Like, there's, he'd had to sit in the one seat, have the tail draped over into the other seat. That's just a terrible idea. I don't know. We we were talking about this a little bit, and it, and the guy said he'd had it, I believe, for 32 years, and it had and like he got it rescued from Disney World. Had it for 32 years. He said it's never tried to bite anyone. So I was like, this isn't even like a domesticated alligator. Like this alligator was once wild. What are we doing? Well, Wally the alligator has grown quite the uh, following on social media now, apparently. I mean, this article says, and this was written today, so it's got to be pretty up to date. He has 26,000 followers on Instagram and 100,000 followers on TikTok. I mean, people are big fans of this alligator, so... Maybe they would have been happy that he made it, made his way into the Philly Stadium. I know that people have accounts where they, you know, share their pets doing weird things. And I bet the uh, 
alligator the Phillies game would have been a huge hit for him. So, so it, it's unfortunate that he was denied entrance there. No. Yeah. Uh, be honest. Would you be happy to go to a sporting event and, and sit by an alligator? What kind of question is that? Hey, how would you feel if you went to a sporting event and got eaten? Obviously, that's not, what I'm saying. I'm not going to be thrilled. <laughs> I wasn't there, though. Maybe everybody else loved oh. it. Yeah. Yeah, no. That, no I someone... mean, this is a, a good call by the, the security team there. I don't know how you say no to a guy with a pet alligator, though, because I feel like if I said, hey, no, sorry, you can't bring that guy in, you'd just be like, sick him. I don't know if you can say that to a dog or uh, to an alligator, but it works for dogs. And you just get attacked. I'm not risking that. I've let the guy in. What they did, they were like at the security gates with him. I saw the video and he kind of like had to pick up the alligator and had it draped over his shoulder like it was a baby. Like this man like carries it around. I mean, that thing probably weighs at least 150 pounds and this guy just throws it over his shoulder. It has a leash. Like what is a leash going to do when somebody walks by and it like bites their leg with the strongest bite force of any animal on the planet? Like now, had he stuck it into a stroller? And uh, and tried to walk it in that way. Do you think he would have made it past security? Just put like the little the little towel over it, like when your kid's sleeping. Just be like, oh, don't wake him up. We'll all be You're in like, trouble. That is one ugly baby, sir. No, someone clip this. Wally, stay home. I hope you get an enclosure at a, at your house, and people can come visit you safely there. You do not need to be going out in public. You are not an emotional support animal. You are a wild animal. And you deserve to be caged up and kept away from people. I mean, the real question is, I, according to what a lot of people are saying, the fact that he was trying to get there and, you know, that wasn't, that's not their biggest fear anymore. Getting eaten by an alligator is not what they're worried about. Because have you heard of the curse of the billy goat? Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. From <laughs> It was in like 1945. Basically, more or less the same thing happened. A guy and his goat were trying to go to a, a Cubs game, got denied, and then he said that he was going to put a curse on the Cubs. And then the Cubs went on, and they would not play in another World Series for 71 years. So if things repeat themselves here in 71 years, maybe the Phillies will be winning the World Series. But at this rate, I don't know if if Wally decides to put the curse of Wally the alligator on him, things aren't looking great for Philly fans right now. I hadn't even thought of that, Blake. And Philadelphia was in the World Series last year, so this <laughs> could be a big deal. <laughs> I hope buckle up for 71 years of disappointment. All right. So what you're telling me is I should get an exotic animal mm. and then trying and try to sneak it in to my. Least favorite NFL team, which happens to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, yeah. So I know that's <laughs> oh, you could curse them for that's just spite. <laughs> I will no. The real play is just taking and trying to get an animal into every other team stadium, because then you're guaranteed a 71 year dynasty for for your team. If as long as you curse them, I don't know what uh William Cianis, the guy who tried to bring his goat in. I don't know what kind of curse he put on there but we got to figure this out because if this is something you can just be cursing teams for i don't even know if you have to try to bring an animal in if they just you know upset you i'd be putting curses on on every team i'd then i'd be putting bets down big money because i mean this seems like we're it's 100 percent that this has worked so far Jeez, well let's hope that wally the alligator 
is not brought around people again. I don't care that he hasn't tried to bite anyone yet. What if he just flips a switch one day and decides, I'm hungry. Then the human being is gone. This guy's an idiot. This should not happen. And, you know, I think we should pursue, you know, maybe if you don't want to bring a dog and you want to have a different emotional support animal, we should pursue something else. So, Blake, I got to ask you, what do you think would make a good nonviolent emotional support animal? Okay. Let, let, let me think about this here. Immediately, the first thing that comes to mind, and this is 100% for my wife, because she is obsessed with r- raccoons. Those and are violent, too. Those are probably super violent, <laughs> but they are very cute. Have you seen a raccoon? See, oh, I, don't, I don't get they're it. They're adorable. And I have seen people that have them as pets, and I, I just don't get it. It's like having a cat that's ugly. Oh, get out of here. Raccoons are cute. All right, my wife is like unhelpably obsessed. My mom had some raccoons in her yard, and basically every day she asked, she's like, can we go see the raccoons? I'm like, no, we're not going to go see these They're like feral animals that carry disease. Yeah, but if you got one that was a, you know, I'm assuming at this point, if it's my emotional support animal, it's not going to rip my face off, which is one of the downsides to raccoons. If it's going to be good, at least to me, a raccoon would be a good a good bet because I could tr- I could train it to go steal stuff, which is a huge win. Yeah, I mean, I think you can kind of domesticate a raccoon. I think the other popular one would be pigs. People get like pigs and they keep them little. No, get what that happens. I'm not saying I'm doing that because oh. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. This this one's not necessarily going to work on on a, a flight, so you're going to have to get a different one for the flight. But if you're like at an outdoor thing, uh, I'm getting an emotional support giraffe. Oh, because in the, so in, in Disney world, they got like a, a little nature reserve and I saw the giraffe run there and it was probably top three magical moments of my life watching a giraffe <laughs> run across a place, you know, it that they look make like it look like Africa. It didn't look like its knees were going to buckle in and its legs were gone. So, I mean, I look at those legs and if, if it gets speed going, I mean, it's, it is one pebble away from just disaster. But it is magical to watch. Like, you got to look it up. Like, it's just, I don't even, it's like four step ladders are opening and shutting at the same time to make sure, like, this giraffe can move. And and watching it, like, we were on, like, the little safari car to make it feel all realistic, it's magical. So that's why I will be taking my emotional support giraffe and only going to outdoor things because obviously I'm not going to fit on a plane. But I do think that is the move. I am watching a video of a giraffe running right now. It's 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 it's, it's kind of neat. I mean, it does still look like its legs are going to snap, but uh, <laughs> I can see why that would be a majestic moment for you, and I I can get behind it. So imagine a daily run. Like we both hate running, but I think I would become a runner if I had that thing on a leash and we were running together. Oh, okay. Now, question: If you had a leash on a giraffe, does it go up top, <laughs> or does it go at the bottom of the neck? I think you got to go right smack in the middle. <laughs> Right on the Adam's apple. <laughs> yeah, just resting right there. Uh, I mean, putting I don't it on know. top is risky because if you, I mean, you could just climb up the leash a little bit and then you're just on a swing going back and forth. How true. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, either way, it's going to be a really long leash, but yeah, I don't know if it would like choke it worse up top or down low. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, the odds that I'm yanking its head down every five seconds as I'm running along with it, if it's at the top, it's. I mean, it's going to happen a lot more. So probably for the giraffe's sake, the bottom. But for my sake, top. 
All right. Yeah, I think we had some good discussion there. We went over it a lot. Wally, stay away from sporting events. Stay away from humans. Uh, we will be right back with the Morning Drive debate segment, and you're not going to want to miss it, so stay tuned. And we are back. Two consummate professionals here coming live with the Morning Drive debate segment, the segment where we find insane topics and we draft teams. We take four picks each. And this week we are going to be drafting for the worst places to get in a fight with your spouse. Like previously mentioned, Blake and I, I think both are going to claim innocence here and uh, say that we have never gotten in any fights with our spouse because obviously we are great husbands. Uh, great podcasters and great human beings obviously yeah this is i mean i i not once have ever gotten into a fight so i really had to think hard about this like i said i don't even have a full list because you know i'm no expert in the subject here but i can use my imagination (laughs) that's actually the best flex i didn't think about it when you said that earlier you're like i could only think of one and it's because i saw people fighting there like never happens so you know props to you for that one you kind of snuck that in there but Blake, I do believe the first overall pick is coming back to me this week. Does that sound right? I believe so, yes. And like I said, limited list. Please don't pick anything on it. All right. Well, this one comes with a story. I hope you didn't pick it because this is what I was experiencing a couple weeks ago. So uh, the first overall pick and the winner of this bracket is going to be Disney World. And let me tell you, it happens so much more than you think. As we were, you know, standing in lines, hanging out around the park, I think I saw... 45 families fall apart, and uh, it was awesome. (laughs) I mean, you just get pushed to your absolute wits end. You know, you're exhausted. You've been standing up. It's like 95 degrees, and the kids go, I don't even want to be here. And the parents are like, you said what? I just took you through 87 (laughs) gift shops. I I just $4,000. Yeah, I mean, it is absolutely insane, and just watching the families fall apart. I also saw, you know, we were walking through the park and you know common there is jazzies you know the little scooter things oh yeah that's great they're annoying dude i mean they are so they're running into your ankles they're just driving around like menaces but i saw a couple you know each on their jazzies going the same speed because it's only got one speed and they got in a fight right next to each other happiest place on earth or whatever they call this (laughs) and they're just sitting right next to each other driving side by side parallel to each other and they're just going after it dude they're just yelling and screaming and these are you know these people are old so i mean the visual of two people driving next to each other on jazzy shouting at each other is hilarious i i I actually walked right down the middle of them like (laughs) i walked right in between them as they both went in a wide pattern to separate you know hopefully they were able to cool off for a few minutes and then come back together later to enjoy uh, magical memories but yeah a lot more fighting in disney world than you would expect you think of it as a happy place but terrible well, I, place to get in a fight i would 100 percent believe you i've never been to disney world but i imagine it's a place that especially if you have kids and it's hot and you spend a crap ton of money and and yet you know people are complaining and you've been walking around all day your feet are gone i can imagine that uh you get pushed over the limit and it's it can go downhill pretty quick so <laughs> So great pick there. I mean, it's, it was amazing. Yeah. So definitely glad to have that one secured. What do you have for us, Blake? Yeah, I, I'm going to go with at your own wedding. Oh, I oh just, no. Just at, at the altar. 
<laughs> like, I think that probably happens a lot. Oh, yeah. A guy makes like a dumb joke during his vows and uh, uh, he gets the eye roll instantly. He's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to start this already. You get two strong <laughs> personalities going and I promise you it's happened. There's been people that have stormed yeah. out. That would be a really bad place to be a, get into a fight. So at your own wedding, I'm happy to get it. I mean, yeah, if you're, if you're getting married and you guys are, like, fighting before that, you know, that's, like, the honeymoon phase. That's when everything's goo goo gaga. And, you know, for me and my wife, it obviously still is and forever will be. So this is just outside speculation. But if you're going into it, like, already getting in serious fights enough to where, you know, something at the altar on that day is going to make you upset, I just, I just don't even, like, I mean, it's a, it's a stress environment, right? I mean, it's true. there's a lot of... That a lot, lot of money, and it, really a lot of this is relating to money. There's a lot of, you know, stress that's gone into planning a wedding, preparing a wedding, everything else. And so, if, if it all builds up, and if something goes wrong, and people are already kind of in a, in a bad mood, the wrong joke, the wrong whatever, something doesn't quite go right. You never know what might happen, but it would be real bad. Oh, for sure, that awful place. You know, I thought Disney World was going to be far and away the favorite. But that's a good one, too. With my next overall pick, Blake, and I don't think you're going to take this one either because this one, you know, came to me in just an absolute moment of brilliance. And I think a terrible place to get in a fight would be at parent-teacher conferences. You're right in front of Mrs. Jones, you know, and you're with your kid. You're in front of the teacher, and that teacher is going to, you know, think so negatively of you, and she's going to be like, this is what's wrong with little Billy. Like, I feel so bad for this kid because that is what he's putting up with at home. Yeah, the the teacher's just sitting there like, you know, Billy hasn't quite been doing all that well in class. I don't know if, uh, you know, what's going And then just in the middle of it, it's just like the husband watching the football game on his phone or something. <laughs> he's like, pay attention, Jerry. He's like, oh. never pay attention. You never give him attention. This is what is This is what you're doing. Oh, yeah. That's- this is why he's failing math. I mean, we got to reach out to some teachers. This probably happens a lot. We got to get personal stories. If you are a teacher, please send us in uh, any stories of parents fighting during parent-teacher conference because it would be hilarious. Oh, my. Yeah. Can you imagine? You, like, turn into, instead of, like, counseling the student, you're like, turn in your homework on time. You know, be a good student. You turn into, like, a marriage counselor. Like, all right, what I really think you guys need to do is, you know, like talk it out, like write down some things you're grateful for about each other. And like, now, do you think that the that the kid gets off easier in class after that because the teacher's like, oh man, I mean, I know he has a oh, yeah. life at home. Oh because yeah. If so, pro move, kids, get your parents to fight at parent teacher conference because then maybe you'll get a little bit more leniency on. Hey, I didn't, I wasn't quite able to do that homework. You know, mom and dad were shouting again. Oh. Couldn't, couldn't. I couldn't focus. I need an extra day. I mean, I think you can milk this. Dad, we're shouting again. Pro move, guys. Get your parents to fight at parent-teacher conference. Great choice, Porter. It was not on my list. I love it. Thank you. Go with with one that uh, it's bad for a totally different reason. This is just because sometimes when you're in like a heated fight, you need to be able to just take a step away, take deep breaths, and uh, you know get your thoughts together so you don't say anything you regret. You can't do that when you are in a hot air balloon. If you get into a fight in a hot air balloon, that's going to be bad because guess what? You're stuck. Is it, it warm is... up there too? Oh, for sure. That Every time that hot air blasts and it's you 
your significant other and some random guy that's piloting this thing. But that was my first thought is it's some guy, you know, like the classic aviation leather thing with the goggles. Mm. It's some guy wearing one of those with the goggles on, <laughs> throwing the sandbags over the side. That's it. I I never personally want to be in a hot air balloon and not because of like fighting. I just don't think it sounds that fun. But I, yeah, that would be fun to go up there and like prank the hot air balloon guy by just getting in a massive fight and like pretending you're going to break up or whatever, like in the hot air balloon over so this guy. I will jump right now. <laughs> oh my God. The guy's just like, no, sit down. It would be, and especially because a hot air balloon, you were just at the mercy of the wind. Like you want to go down. Okay. You'll, you'll be down in three and a half hours. Probably if these things are not like, you know, take us down to the ground. I got to get out of here. It's uh, all right. Well, we're going to float down nicely and gently. You guys can stand on opposite sides of this three foot basket. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a really good one because you are stuck. Yeah. It is excessively hot. And there's also a stranger there to forever judge you. And right. yeah, that's a great pick overall. I, I that Creativity points going to you on that one. That was excellent. All right. This is tough. So now we kind of get out of my, you know, super good picks and kind of move into the mm, whatever. So bear with me here. But I think with the number five overall pick, I'm going to take in a movie theater. That that was one I had on my list. (laughs) Because that's just, you know, not only are you having a terrible experience yourself, but you're making it a terrible experience for others. And... People don't go, you know, even if you are like us and you like eavesdropping a little bit, you find it to be juicy and entertaining a little bit. You're not paying your money to go to the movies yeah. to then hear somebody else's drama. Yeah. When you when you're at a restaurant eavesdropping on a on a people fighting, it's totally entertaining because that is the entertainment. When I'm at a movie theater, I want to see the movie. And if I'm hearing uh Bob and Rachel fighting behind me, you know, because so and so didn't do this or that. That's going to be real unfortunate. And uh, if I was the one doing it, I would, A, obviously I'm upset with my wife for whatever reason. But then, B, the whole time I also just feel bad because I'm very not a confrontational person in general. And so the whole time I would be also thinking, I am ruining this movie for everybody else. So it's double bad if I'm the one doing it. Yeah, that I mean, to be doing it sounds worse than honestly to be around it, in my opinion. But I, I mean, some classic movie theater fights is like, hey, pass the popcorn or why did you choose these seats? You know, I like to be in the middle, mm. but it's just not, not a good place for fighting. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, absolutely. I had that on my list. Great choice. So because you took that one, I'm going to have to take the on a tandem bicycle. <laughs> this is good. Which, uh, again, has <laughs> Because if you are mad at the other person, you're also you're probably not going to want to be helping them, which leaves one person to pedal all by themselves, which is awful. And then, you're, again, same thing with the hot air balloon. You're just stuck together. You're having to help each other, which is the last thing you want to be doing in a fight. You are obviously somewhere that you're trying to, you know, go sightsee and explore. And uh, so would not be a good time on a tandem bicycle. That's excellent. When I picture that, I think... Guy or girl on the back or front, it doesn't matter which one, but whoever's on the back is like, no, I told you to turn left and you went right. Like you got no controls back there. You just got to blindly pedal and go where they're going. I'm doing everything. 
<laughs> so exactly. So this is probably one that, you know, that probably happens more frequently than we think. Just like we said at the altar, like you get on a tandem bike, it probably like drives you to fight. I think, I think, yeah, I was going to say, I think it's more common <laughs> to fight on a tandem bike than to not fight. On than to enjoy bike. it. Yeah, I, I think it's just built in. It's part of the experience. You know, you're going down the list. You're like, oh yeah, we can go see this, this bridge and, and that, and oh, we're going to get into a huge fight that we'll never forget. So, yeah, I mean, what, what are you going to do? Just be like, you know what, drop me off here. I'm done. And just leave the other person to tandem you can't, Yeah, you can't solo a tandem. Like, that yeah. just doesn't work. If you ever see a guy soloing a tandem, you know something real bad has gone down. So oh, you know exactly what happened. That's hilarious. That was a really good pick, too. You got some really creative ones on this one. All right, going to number seven. This is my last pick, and I have to take at a funeral. I mean, mm-hmm. I just I don't think it's it's right to be fighting. You know, you should be mourning. And if you get in a fight, it's going to be seen as real insensitive, especially to the family and the friends of the the deceased. Yeah, especially if it was somebody uh, who was murdered, because then it's like, did that guy? Why? <laughs> who invited this angry guy? <laughs> What's his issue? <laughs> Seems like this guy would murder somebody. <laughs> I want to check him out. So this is, that's a great choice. I didn't even. Somebody's just yelling insults in there like, I'm so sick and tired of you. I wish you weren't alive. I wish you didn't. Oh my, can you imagine you're just sitting in a funeral? You're like, that was possibly the most insensitive thing ever uttered. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then they're just sing, they're singing Amazing Grace up at the front. And then you just hear two people in the back. <laughs> Shut up. Put your phone away. I, did, I mean, this is this is fantastic. That's that's a great choice. With my last pick, I'm going to take at a concert. Ooh, okay. Because again, you paid money to be there. But more than anything, during the concert, it's super loud. So if you're trying to fight and you can't hear them, when somebody can't like can't hear me, it can get so frustrating having to repeat yourself. So if you're already in a fight and everything you say, you have to repeat it extra loud and yell it extra loud just so they can hear you. It's not going to be a fun fight, nor a fun concert. So I was going to say, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's not like you're going to be in a fight with somebody and then all of a sudden you're just going to be able to flip the switch and start singing the lyrics to your favorite (laughs) song. You know, like that just can't happen. You're going to have to... You can't just unless flip that like 180. A, unless it's like a screamo concert you're at, and you're just like, yeah, let's go to <laughs> Just really, the, really the solid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, I think it's uh, I Hate Everything About You. That song comes on, and you just like turn to him. I hate everything about you. Like, this is perfect for my mood. Yeah, it had to be like a teen grunge band because yeah. I mean that's exactly what I would turn on in my room whenever I was in a fight with my parents growing up you know you'd shut the door and be like I'm just a kid and life is a nightmare like oh, dude those are that's good <laughs> those are my go-to songs when I was mad dude you had to you had to let them know I mean I obviously I just did it right through the headphones because I didn't want to get in more trouble but I was in there in my own world <laughs> Some Lincoln Park. Our our next bracket is <laughs> songs to play when you're in a fight with 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 the parents. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just a kid of my life is an eyebear. I mean, that's a that was a Dude, classic was, classic yeah. line from. But that never went through your head when you were oh, a kid and got in trouble all the time. <laughs> Name the movie that was on. Oh, I you know what I like I could see it in my head, but I I can't tell you. Twitter by the dozen. 
dude where they had the like tw- the, obviously the 12 kids and yeah that was the best that was like a montage of all the kids going to school and getting every one of them was getting beat up and that song was playing it was like for some reason nothing ever resonated harder with me even though i only have three siblings and never got beat up or bullied really so <laughs> really resonated with me cheaper by the dust i guess it was, uh, it was just cheaper I mean, I think that was one of my all-time favorite drafts. You know, I didn't know that it would go that way necessarily, but between the creativity and the throwback memories for me, and that, was, that was a pretty fun draft, I have to say. Yeah, yeah I, I think that uh, it should be fun to vote, too. I think it'll be interesting to see which one comes out on top. There's some, you know, things that would just be real bad, some things that would be really unfortunate. So I'm excited to see the way that this one goes. Yeah, so make sure you're following us at PM in the AM podcast over on Instagram. Uh, there you will see in our stories these polls. You actually can vote along for your favorite ones and uh, you influence the winner. So you guys go over there, pick out the winner. Make sure you're sharing the show with a friend. You know, we do this, like Blake said, we are running, you know, highly at a loss for this. So just give us the satisfaction of sharing the show with a friend, help it grow a little bit. Uh, and yeah, I think that's all I got, Blake. You got anything for the listeners on the way out today? I do not. All right. Well, we will catch you guys next week. Peace out. Congrats on making it all the way to the end. We hope you enjoyed the show. You are now officially part of the PM and the AM fan base, the morning people, and we are super pumped to have you here. Now that you're a part of the crew, please share the episode with a friend and make sure to check out the rest of our shows and social media content for more hilarious brackets, crazy questions, and an overall great time. Thanks for listening. It truly means a lot to us, and we'll catch you guys next week.